Welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast, a podcast designed for you with insights from fellow members as well as NFP and Partners Financial experts. Hi, welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast. I'm Kristen Williams, and today Melissa Bova, who is the Vice President of State Affairs with Finseca, has joined us on the podcast to close out our long-term care series. She's here to talk about the various states and where they are in terms of legislation mandating long-term care. Melissa, thanks for joining the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Great. So, just to start out, we just have one state that actually has the mandated long-term care as actual legislation, right? Correct. Uh, Washington has pa- is the only state that has passed legislation and also the only state where it has taken effect. Okay. And in Washington state, if you don't have the long-term care insurance, it's an additional tax, right? That is in the form of sort of an income tax? So it is in the form of an income tax. It's 58 cents for every $100 earned. Uh, But there was a hard stop as to when you could be exempted from the tax that was being assessed in Washington. It was one of a few mistakes that Washington State made in its effort to implement this, which was a November 1st, 2021. If you want to be exempt, you have to get long-term care coverage by the state. Uh, which just led uh, to a mass rush of people trying to be exempted. Uh, Almost every carrier shut down the ability to process applications, uh, which led, I think, to a second mistake in Washington state, which was he did not get exempted by that date. There is no further opportunity to either be exempted or pay a lesser tax, which uh, I think is 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 a mistake in terms of Washington state trying to provide that breadth of long-term care coverage that people really need. And one of the things that I thought was an interesting discussion from the Washington state legislation is the way that it impacts high earners and sort of high net worth. People that would normally be considered not people interested in long-term care, you can self-fund it, but but this, the tax on, on earnings has sort of moved even the high earners into long-term care. Is that consistent with what you're seeing? Yeah, so if you did not, if you were not exempted uh, or did not meet one of the few additional exemptions that was iterated in Washington, you are paying into the tax, uh, whether you have coverage or not. Uh, If you are a high income earner, you're going to be paying more into the tax than somebody in a middle to lower income bracket. Uh, But one of the the big things with Washington State, a a positive part was people are thinking about long-term care now, which is not a topic that a lot of consumers want to think about. But it also leads to a bit of security that can be misleading because Washington State caps the benefit at $36,500, which is not nearly the breadth of care and the cost of care that people will need if they really do need that long-term care coverage. So there's going to be that gap in people feeling complacent because they feel they have coverage and it's really not the extent of the coverage they really need. Mm-hmm. So, and is that amount indexed for inflation? It is. Uh, so Washington state will be increasing that over time tied to inflation. Uh, one of the, the items with Washington state was uh, they acknowledged there are a few things they still need to fix with the law but they didn't want to start fixing anything until they started collecting the tax, which they just began doing on July 1. 
Uh, so individuals are paying into that fund if they were not previously exempted. Uh, so items like increasing it tied to inflation, making sure the fund is solvent, uh, which still hasn't been uh, completely confirmed yet. Uh, a portability, a big issue with this fund is if you move out of the state of Washington, this coverage doesn't follow you like a private coverage long-term care plan would. Uh, how do you address portability? How do you address attestation? All of those people who are exempted, uh, there's nothing in place right now proving that they're maintaining the, the long-term care they got in the first place. So um, a lot of things still need, still need to be resolved. Uh, anybody who moves into the state that wants to be exempted isn't eligible. Uh, so there's still a ways to go and kind of ironing out the details of the, the law as it took effect just over a month ago in the state. Okay. So, and we know that other states are looking at legislation. First, let's talk about which states they are and where they are in the process. And then I would hope that they're learning something from Washington and the successes and sort of stumbles that Washington has had. Yeah, so we are seeing other states talk about Washington's state model in its entirety. California is, of course, the state that everybody's talking about, which we can certainly dig into a little bit. Um, but Minnesota is looking, is doing a study currently right now. We've had what we refer to as copycat legislation introduced uh, in Pennsylvania, has been introduced the last three sessions, has never gone anywhere. Uh, New York did introduce kind of a similar bill to Washington uh, just last session. It was never reintroduced this year. Uh, but I think we're really kind of looking at, at California and Minnesota right now trying to get their arms around this. But to your point, Kristen, uh, no one is going to take Washington state and copy it in its entirety. Uh, and this, these types of things take a lot of time. California has been working on its study we're going on four years now. Uh, this is not something that's going to happen quickly. And there's a lot of different factors in states that are very different from Washington that's going to impact their ability to adopt any similar type of model. What, what type of factors are they? So something to keep in mind is Washington state, the reason they were able to pass this, there's no income tax in Washington state. So when you're looking at states like California, they have the highest tax burden, one of the highest tax burdens in the entire country. So one of the, the items that we're seeing is while the, the commission and the task force is doing its research now, you need a legislative body to take this idea and pass it. Uh, and if you talk to legislators in California, there is a lot of concern of assessing a tax on consumers when they are already taxed to the gills uh, in the state, in addition, being taxed on something that they don't even want to think about, let alone have to pay a tax uh, to fund. So uh, there's a lot of different variables in, in places like California, New York, Minnesota, that all have income tax structures that Washington state never had that burden to deal with. Okay. So do you think that that would ultimately become a hurdle to these other states implementing this a similar law? Absolutely. I mean, you have you got to think about um, in California, you need two thirds of the legislature to pass a tax increase. Um, you have legislators that are up for reelection every two years, and it's hard to run for reelection, you know, after you just pass a tax. Uh, that is one of the things that, that consumers don't appreciate. Um, so you're really looking at legislative body makeups, uh, the party that is in control. 
uh, the optics of passing the tax uh, and how the consumers react to it. And, and in Washington state, they just started assessing the tax now. A lot of states are watching to see that consumer reaction to having those taxes pulled out of their paychecks uh, in the coming weeks. Okay. And I don't know that you'd know the answer to this, but it seems to me that Washington state might be one of the only what we would consider blue states that also doesn't have an income tax, right? Correct. Yeah. So they're a bit of an anomaly to your point. They absolutely are. And like I said, um, our mission in all of this and and Fonseca has a long-term care task force that's really digging into this. Uh, Steve Kane from LTCI Partners uh, sits on that task force. Uh, is really kind of digging into whether this, something like Washington happens in other states or not, Medicaid is the highest budget line item in all 50 states. So all 50 states in some way or another is going to have to figure out how to solve that budget line item. And long-term care is a big part of that. Uh, So FinSECA's mission via our long-term care task force is to make sure that that private coverage that truly provides that long-term care benefit that people need is part of the solution that states are considering, not a public benefit that doesn't really solve the long-term care crisis. So as I've been listening to you talk about the states and the issues that they're facing, both with sort of the, the political impact of creating another tax versus the line item expense of Medicare, um, it, at first I thought, oh, well, no one's going to pay attention to long-term care anymore now because maybe we won't have another Washington situation. But then it seems to me that at the very least, as these states talk about it, the bills get introduced, they do studies, it brings up public awareness and and sort of pushes people toward the private long-term care solution. You're, you're nodding. Is that what you guys are seeing and sort of the, the overarching goal of the task force as well? Absolutely. I mean, we saw a huge jump, 118% drop, jump in standalone long-term care coverage in Washington state. Mm-hmm. That made a lot of sense, but we saw increases in states that aren't even considering, you know, this item. It's making people think about it. And it is a truly great opportunity for the profession to have conversations with their clients, with consumers about how long-term care should be a holistic part of their financial plan. Mm-hmm. One of the things I I caution and and I will I will yell this from the rooftops mm-hmm. is using a scare tactic that we are seeing uh, some groups do. So they take this January 1, 2024 due date of the California task force report and saying, if you don't have coverage by this date, you're never going to be able to have coverage. That's inaccurate. It's false. And it's putting, it's using a fear tactic to get people to buy a product that might not even give them the coverage or the exemption that they might want at the end of the day. So we really are pushing and making part of this conversation, the educational campaign, the fact that this is going to be addressed, whether it's Washington, whether it is a tax credit for long-term care, you know, however it looks, it's not going to go away, uh, which is why it should be part of the planning that you're doing with your clients. Mm-hmm. I like that. And it, it is interesting because we we had we did a podcast a few weeks ago with um, some of the partners financial principals, and they all sort of universally said it's coming up more and more often and more clients are interested in it, regardless of sort of their net worth or income spectrum. So whatever you guys are doing seems to be working. 
No, absolutely. And, and you know, Finseca's role in all of this is on behalf of our members to make sure you all know what is actually happening, what isn't happening. Uh, and if we need to engage, it's really important that we are part of the dialogue with legislators and regulators in this space. So uh, Finseca's taken the lead, but, you know, we're going to activate our members and engage, you know, as quickly as we need to, to really ensure that the private option is part of the, the overall discussion. Oh, I think that's a good segue into my last question for you, you know, because Finseca is a great partner to us in terms of keeping us informed of what we need to be paying attention to and, and sort of where where things are going. So is there anything else on the state legislative front that our listeners should be aware of? Absolutely. So uh, California, which I always like to joke, uh, if I were to pick my favorite state uh, with a bit of sarcasm, it's always California and New York. Um, but we uh, really engaged uh, positively in California as it came to a fiduciary-like standards of conduct bill that was introduced. Fonseca engaged with our partners uh, and were able to turn that into a best interest for annuity standard, very similar to the NAIC best interest for annuity standard. So took uh, legislation that would have eliminated the commission-based model uh, and really made it more consumer-friendly and to ensure that that all of our members can continue to provide that financial advice. So that um, is going to continue to be an engagement uh, that FinSeca will continue to do. Uh, but something that I would urge everybody listening to this podcast to keep an eye out for is COVID, while it still lingers, is over. And all of those federal dollars that flowed into the states during COVID are no longer flowing into the states. So a lot of states did tax breaks, a lot of items to to help their citizens, but we're looking at budget deficits. And when you look at budget deficits, uh, you look at taxes. Uh, we had a bill in Kentucky that would have assessed sales tax on the financial planning advice that our men members provide, the first state in the country that would have tried to assess sales tax on the services that, that we provide to our clients. So uh, these items are gonna continue to pop up uh, and Vincec is gonna continue to engage uh, and and we'll continue to you know bang the drum and ensure that consumer access to advice stays front of mind for legislators across the country. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. Um, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. This, I think, so often we get very focused on what the federal government is doing, forgetting that we all live in individual states that all have their own needs and agendas. And so I appreciate you coming on the podcast today to remind us that. What happens on the state level is just as important as what happens in Washington, D.C. Absolutely. Uh, and, and we need to be engaged. And all the people that are listening to this podcast, you know, are licensed in more than the state they live. So there is more of an impact than people might think. So Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. Thanks so much for your time today. <laughs>